your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. MC McD, a.k.a. the best battle rapper on the planet. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. It don't stop. They call me McD because I got the beef. <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> I got the beef. All right, so what episode is this? You know, that is a very good question. We 100? No, no. This be a hundred. This be a, a hundred video. Yeah, yeah, it could be yeah, a hundred video. Yeah, this is like episode seventy four. Okay, yay! You you and cook? What? Hmm? Why? What now? So you, what? You and cook for the for the episode? Why would I do that? Why not? When did that become a thing? It can be a thing. Oh, you can make it a thing. You you know every every quarter episode you cook. Why don't you cook? Why well, I gotta cook? You want me to your, you want me to your kitchen? As long as you clean up the kitchen, I don't you? like cleaning. Oh, then did fuck up. We going without a meal here. <laughs> so, all right, today's episode, we're going to talk about some rap diss tracks, rap beef over the past few years. And what brought this up is that uh, there's an ongoing feud right now, hot in the streets, with uh, Pusha T and Jim Jones. I'm still confused on how. So, I'll give the backstory real quick. So... Recently, you know, the, the list of uh, Billboard's top 50 MCs came out. Yeah, we covered that. Right. Pusha T was on the list. Jim Jones was not. So, they in some interview uh, that's been floating around, several interviews Jim Jones have been doing, he said, I don't know I don't know if they asked him. They might have asked him who would be in his top 50. But he, he went ahead and segued into Push would not be in his top 50. And he gave reasons as to why. He said, you know, nobody wants to dress like him. Nobody wants to be like him. Nobody was popping his, nobody was, uh, you know, um, dancing to his, his songs in the club. You know, we don't know if he really did those things he said. He also says that, you know, he's a great lyricist. He's a great rapper. But who wants to really emulate him, you know, as a rapper? So that. Isn't the same thing he said about Jim Jones? This is very true. I think if, if we're going to, and if we're going to, uh, not have a bias here, you know, Jim has had his successful of, of some club records. I can only think of the one. Um, uh, fly Rolling. Yeah. That, fly that was high. it. Yeah. And, and I say that, that's probably like the, the, his most famous mainstream record. But yeah, it, as far as like, and I, and he feels though that he has set some trends as far as fashion goes, I guess. And, you know, he seems to be a very fly guy. Wasn't he just wearing like t-shirts and jeans or am I thinking of somebody else? Probably somebody else. <laughs> so. I don't recall Jim Jones being the, the highlight of the fashion industry. I mean, in the streets, he might have been. So, so Pusha T, you know, of course, caught, caught wind of this. So, at the Louis Vuitton fashion show that was hosted by Pharrell, him, him and his, um, Pusha T and his brother, they walked, uh, they, they walked the runway into a, a diss song or a, a song aimed at, uh, at Jim Jones while they, they were walking, was playing in the background and everything. So he said some quite, uh, some tough bars, in, you know, in, in the track. I don't know. We can't listen to it on this, right? Cause we, cause of copyright. Yeah, yeah. So one of the lines he said in there that I thought was just like the, the toughest thing, especially in the context of what he said it. He said, I will close your heaven for the hell of it. I thought that's hard shit I heard all year. Well, he might need to listen to most shit, but yeah, it's not, it's not a bad line. Yeah. It's, it's a tough ass line. So 
But then Jim Jones came out with his uh, two-minute diss track aimed to push her. And it is decent for Jim Jones. That's given, not saying much, though. Given the type of lyricist or rapper, how you want to categorize Jim Jones is, it, w- it wasn't bad. Mm. It definitely was a, you know, he threw a couple of jazz in there, but it wasn't like nothing like personal per se. It was definitely in the vein of, of battle rap. It, it was he was in his lane. He didn't go. He didn't do too much. He didn't do less. He got in and got out. So um, we're waiting to hear back from Pusha T. I've I heard a, I've heard a diss track floating around like a, a rebuttal, but what I've heard it also is that it's, it's, it was uh, made by AI. So it really wasn't his pen. Right. Yeah. 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 So it was cool though when I heard it. I was like, oh shit! But then somebody told me not it's AI. I'm like, oh okay. So well. I won't count that until I actually officially hear it from Pusha. Because right, does Pusha, uh, I guess the question I have is, does he need to come out with a rebuttal? Did Jim Jones' diss track warrant a response? Mm, I think in the sport of it, yes. But We're not talking about the sport of it, though. Nah, I, 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 I was. Did his did his diss track come with the with them hard hitting bars that makes it? Oh yeah, I gotta respond to this. No. No, nah, not at all. I think if anything, Push is going to give him a few lines here and there, but not. A, I don't think he's going to like. I don't think he's going to want a, like a, a soul a, a soul song dedicated to him. Right now, I don't know how much I don't know. You remember when Pusha T went at Drake a couple years ago? Yeah, I do recall. We we covered that too. Yeah. That. So, um, people are anticipating him to go go that route where he where he where he pretty much murder Aubrey. <laughs> I mean, does he have that level of information on Jim Jones? Where he can talk about his illegitimate child that he got stolen away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you gonna come up with nowadays. Like, I think that I mean that's still crazy that that Push was able to get that information, but he said he got it from a woman who was dealing with uh, Drake's producer. He got all that tea from the producer, you know, from the from the woman that was dealing with the producer and everything. So, I mean, who knows what you'll come up with. I'm wait. I, I think I think before the end of this month we're gonna hear something because he because he got a project coming out soon. Mm. So I feel like we're gonna hear something regardless. Like like I said, maybe there's a few lines here and there. I just I don't feel like Jim Jones warrants a response. I get where you're coming from, you know. But I think I feel like Jim Jones kind of you know he he opened the the door to this because like I get where he's coming from as far as like him saying he's giving his um his opinion on like the top fifty MCs and saying that for him Push would not be in his top fifty given. His impact, or what he thinks his impact on hip hop is, I get that part of it. I mean, that could be said about a number of people that won't want to. Absolutely, to but I think so when I guess, you when you when you come at somebody like Pusha, you you gonna want some smoke. Jim Jones trying to revitalize his career or something. Well, I feel like nowadays some rappers they tend to do stuff, say stuff to generate the buzz, to get the streams up and things like that. So, but with that being said, we're gonna take this time to go ahead and go over a few uh, notable rap. Some notable rap beefs has happened, some distracts and things like that. Like, what are our favorites? And uh, I guess, you know, what, which one stand out over the test of time? So, how far back you want to go in your role with Dessa Hip Hop? I mean, we ain't trying to be here all day. There's been some notable <laughs> beefs. I guess we can, we can start with the biggest one and then move up from there. Okay, so what's the biggest one to you? The biggest one to me would be the one that had the, the biggest impact on hip hop, which was the Biggie Tupac beef. Okay. Yeah, they had quite a quite a couple of songs that came out, you know, other era like you know, who shot you, and then Tupac hit the rebuttal with I, I fucked your bitch, and you know, and it all culminated with both of them getting killed. So, 
So, yeah. And y'all had to learn your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What is it? The drill rappers of the day who, yeah. uh, who have the beef where they essentially talk about the crimes they commit on the other person. <laughs> so so we, can, we can start with like the biggest one and then we can work our way up. That's as far back as we can go. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so how were you? Well, it's two years between us, so you were what? 10? I mean, you, I was 10. You were probably 12. Yeah. So, yeah, because when, when, when Mickey died, it was like, oh, shit. Because Pac died first, right? Yeah, Pac died first. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And then Biggie died. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's, it's real. Because like, I just seen, like, you just seen his videos and things like that, and the album was just about to come out, so. Right, yeah. I mean, they had a beef that encompassed the entirety of the coast versus the coast. Yeah, I, like, I still don't get how that's, I, I, I watched, we watched the playing documentaries of his documentary and everything, but the wage war... <laughs> On the, on these on these different regions, like what? Right, right. To the, to the point where East Coast rapper can't go to the West Coast without somebody trying to beat the fuck out of them, and vice versa. So yeah, it's a, that was a real weird situation. But so, uh, which one do you think is a better song? Who shot you or hit him up? Oh, I would give it to Biggie. As far as <coughs> I always prefer Biggie as a lyricist more so than Tupac because granted I mean they both had you know some hard hitting ballers but I always felt like Biggie was the better lyricist I agree with you there I I didn't listen to a whole lot of Tupac growing up like except for like the, the you know the notable uh, singles and stuff and I need to as an adult I need to I need to, I definitely need to listen to some of his uh, more of the body of his body oh, of yeah, his yeah, work yeah. Um, but yeah Biggie up there is one of my favorite lyricists so and then to, to know the history of who shot you or the making of it that was just a it was a very timely, badly timely place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Song, exactly. and you know, was going around circumstantial ways. Right, right. But technically, it wasn't even about him. but yeah. it became about him. You, do you know what the song was about, though? Who shot you? I can't even remember. It's about LL. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. So right. the, the I, I saw recently that the beat when they when Biggie came into the session when the beat was uh, was being played, LL was in there and he was like, you, you writing anything to that? He's like, nah, he, oh, he might've been, but he didn't have nothing together at that point. And I guess, and LL at that point in time was probably like, probably top five or like, you know, yeah, well, he there. was one of the biggest, yeah, biggest rap stars out in that time. So he probably was, he's throwing some shots to him in the song and everything like that. Cause then if you go maybe like a year later or maybe the same year, uh, LL came out with, uh, I shot you. So I don't know how people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if many people caught that over the years or not. But yeah, that was a pretty cool little hip hop history right there. Yeah, yeah. But then it just sort of transformed to become about. Yeah. Because yeah, once that beef really picked up. Yeah, because uh, I mean, you got to come out with a song though. When when a uh, Tupac said, "What do you say? Fuck your click and the sex you claim." <laughs> Fat motherfucker, I fucked your wife. <laughs> Something he said, but it was like a, it was a whole lot of just derogatory, <laughs> yeah, un- yeah. unfriendly stuff he was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely unfriendly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's definitely up there. And do, what do you, do you think they would, do you think if they were still alive, like how would that would have ended or carried on? I mean, it would have definitely ended because eventually these things end. I mean, I think the problem with, at least that era in hip hop was the fact that it was mostly being done. They said the records were mostly being made by people who were drug dealers and killers. Right. <laughs> so when you, when you are at that point in time where you have a beef with somebody, it was that whole, we going to take it to the streets. <laughs> oh, you saying shit, you saying shit about me. We going to take it to the streets or there's going to be somebody who, who I know who want to take it to the streets for me. <laughs> 
I, I think, like I said, yeah, it would have ended somewhere, some form. I don't, I, I don't think it would have. Well, I mean, I don't. I can't say it wouldn't have. I think it ended how it unfortunately was supposed to end. I'm not gonna say it ended how it was supposed to end. It ended how it ended. But again, we've seen plenty of beefs up until this point in in time that don't end that way. This is true. So uh, be careful the sets you claim, I guess, <laughs> and the camps you represent. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, Biggie and Tupac being the biggest, because that's still that's still being talked about to this day. That's right. like what thirty years, almost thirty years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get getting close to that. Yeah. So and then, so I think the the next one, for the biggest beef go distress really is uh, Jay Z's takeover and uh, Nas's uh, Ether. Ether, yeah, oh yeah. So where where were where were you at in that point in time in your life when that when those two when those two uh, trash dropped? I mean, you know, me not being the biggest fan of Jay Z, I thought it was like, oh, that was decent. But when Ether came, goddamn, <laughs> Nas went in on that man. It's like I, I don't even think, as far as like a hard ass diss track, I I am remiss to find any diss track that goes as hard as that, especially with somebody who is as lyrical as Nas that goes as hard on somebody as he did on Jay-Z and Ether. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely like, depending on what you ask, it's going to be one or two for the diss track goes. Right. I can remember, I think I had a bootleg version of the Blueprint. And I listened to, and I heard the take, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what's going on? Where's Summer Jam at? How I get a Summer Jam? What do you put on Summer Jam? And then I remember reading more stuff in, in, in like Double S selling the source and stuff. I can remember when Still Mad It came out. And I was in high school, and this kid brought the CD in, and he played it during the period, and we all gathered around to listen to it. And it was, that was like a moment of like, oh shit, like, because I think it was being teased on the radio, mm. that they're going to drop it. Like, you know how I remember, like, in the morning, if you listen to like the 92Q, they said, we got hot, we got some new music coming out in the afternoon, or, yeah. or, or for the 5 o'clock rush hour, things like that. But we listened to that like maybe like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock in the afternoon from the straight CD itself, and that that blew my mind. Right, and the fact that for the the entirety of the album, it was not subliminal from the very <laughs> moment that it started to go fuck Jay Z. <laughs> there was no subliminal messaging there. It wasn't uh oh you had to know some things to know who you was talking. about. He told you exactly who he was talking. About. Exactly, exactly. He was straight at him. There was no sub. There's nothing subliminal about it. It was very live and direct. It was just, it, it's gotta be number one. It should be number one because I think for as, as big as Jay Z is, and to go at him, and it's like, you got a chink in that man armor now. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely up there. It's one, it's one, but this, this, this is where people kill me with, like, uh, as far as the debate, what song is better? People say, well, you can't play, take, you can't play Ethan in the club no more. Ether was never a club song. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be a club song. You know, now Jay Z Takeover. I mean, you can play it in the club. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of sponsor that you gonna get in in a club setting nowadays. But you can't play Ether in the club. Like you never. Could, I don't think you can play it back then. Yeah, I mean, it was never meant to be a club song. It wasn't meant to be a song. It was meant to be exactly what it was—a diss track. Right. I mean, what kind of party? You, what part, what part, how you think party gonna turn out? You start playing disc records, <laughs> right? Everybody getting shot. Said so it was meant to be exactly what it was. So who you? So 
So we agree, Ether was the better record. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So in uh, in Nas's new latest album, he throws a, a little joke in there talking about how him and Jay Z joke about their, their battle now. Mm. So you know, two grown men, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't know how, but can you hold a beef for twenty years? Did you got beef for anybody twenty years ago? Yes. <laughs> you petty. But they owe me money. <laughs> So I have the right to be petty. All right, yeah, you got it. You got it right. You got it right. Well, speaking of petty beasts, the next one on my list is 50 Cent Gyro. <laughs> that one was always weird to me, only because the, the the shit that 50 Cent went at Gyro on, he eventually went and started doing, yeah. like making his, the music for the women. <laughs> it was just a good financial move. <laughs> he, he was shit. And he shat on that man hard on Yeah, you, you look, you can't be doing, I can't do the same thing you doing if you doing no better than me. Or doing just as good. So I got, I got a nitpick at it. So yeah, he shat on that man hard about that. And granted, the back rule, the background that Ja Rule was portraying was not the background that he grew up in. First and foremost. Right. So, you know, that, that's all, that's always a party file right there. <laughs> And that's, that's something that always been like a, a, a staple, a staple in hip hop for us. Like, if you, if, well, if you rap about, you, you need to be about in a sense. Or it needs to be some kind of disclaimer that this is not something I've done. This is something I've witnessed. But over time, people embody these personas. Right. You know, and it becomes their personality when it actually probably isn't. So, but I think it's safe to say, though, that to a certain extent, 50 Cent took it down a whole label. Well, I mean, he wasn't the only one that was a part of that one. No, no, he had backup. <laughs> right. His backup was was like was some of the most powerful influence. Right, yeah, people. yeah, because you know you had Eminem come in with nails in the coffin, <laughs> and Dr. Dre. Right. I don't think Dr. Dre necessarily made a diss track, but I think it just like the no, he did. He 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 had a diss track. It was on Obi Trice's album. I forgot about that. Yeah, but Fifty came. He had mistapes. He had songs. And if you listen to Mystics back then, I know you want to, you know, I'm a fan of 50. But throughout the Mystics, he would say, fuck you, Jai. Fuck Earl Gotti. Fuck Murdy. Y'all some pussies. I ain't never heard somebody call somebody a pussy so much in my life. It was crazy. Like, they was going, like, it was real personal. Oh, yeah, yo, definitely. Again, and that was because Ja Rule made it personal. Yeah. Because he went and he started, you know, saying shit about Eminem's daughter. So he, he made it personal. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean when yeah when when Jaru came at M, it was definitely a rap because like you just a fly to a giant. So and then the, you know over time like it's just like they 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 still like little it's still little, little bickering things being said like uh, a couple of years ago Fifty Cent um, had brought like four or five rows of one of Jaru's shows. He brought all the tickets to the, to the four or five rows, and so when you go to the shows like it's like it's empty. <laughs> That's petty shit right there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can, you get, think, I can get down with that. You, 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 you go to the show, you, you look at the, the ticket sales, like, okay, we sold out. Get to the show. Where everybody at? <laughs> you know, I can, I can seriously get down with that. that yeah, I mean, you, when you have so much expo- expendable cash that you can just be petty like that, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I can't wait to give me your enemy. I get enough money. I'm just going to buy something and they be like, just, just do something to like make sure they fuck their mind up with it. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it, that was there's a beef that is still is still ongoing to the test of time. I don't know if they'll ever reconcile. I just plan on want them to. 
I mean, at this point, I think it's not even like seriously a beef for like Fifty Cent because he's grown way past that. Yeah, his his stardom has exploded well beyond Ja Rule's could ever hope to reach at this point. So if he if he's doing it just to be petty, it's because he's just doing it to be petty. Because apparently, that's just the type of person Fifty Cent is. Petty Cent. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, what I say, like he took down a label in a sense. Also, they got hit with them, them that Fed case. Marink did so that derailed them because they were hot at one point. They were oh, playing, yeah, yeah. They won the hottest labels out, and it's just a timing of everything. The Fed case, 50s, 50s beef. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that. I mean, they ain't have anything to do with the the beef. They they just said a lot of shady business practices. <laughs> so if you're listening, kids, don't flee yourself with drug dealers because <laughs> right. they will assume y'all are together in cahoots with some other business. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You call yourself murder ink. <laughs> You're asking for trouble. Yeah. So, and I think it's one thing we've gotten, uh, we've gotten away from hip hop in a, in a good, in a, in a good sense is the, I guess, the affiliation with so much gangster. Well, no, it, it's, it's still there. That's it's what the, the whole, the, the whole drill rap scene. Yeah. No, is no, there. no. I'm saying as far as like labels go, like for like oh, murder yeah, ink. Yeah, I mean, as far as the labels Yeah. Go, like yeah. that part of it, we gotten away from. Now, drill, you definitely think is, is, is definitely has, they got the culture in the chokehold right now. Because these kids are looking at it like, that's the way I'm going to get on. If I talk about I'm going to kill my op, and then something happens to the op, then the ops come looking for you. And this is a turmoil, it's a, a continuous turmoil here of uh, of death. It's a game of year. You would know more about it than I do. I just know the name. <laughs> I don't know any of the players. All I know is they all sound exactly the fucking same. No, that's where, that's where it stops for me. Because like <laughs> I can't get into it too much because it's a very repetitive sound. And then when I listen to it, I feel like I want to hurt somebody. All right, we're we're getting on top. <laughs> so <laughs> back to beefs. So what other what other diss tracks or lines had you know stick out you stick out to you over the years? Well, one diss track that has really stuck out to me is, I mean, not going back to like the, you know the Ethan who shot us, but which is fairly recent, which is Eminem his beef with MGK, and he did the song Kill Shot. Okay. Never before have I had you heard a diss track where the entire diss track is him picking apart. Because you know, MGK did a diss song and Eminem in his response picked apart every damn line the man said. He addressed every damn line. Because Eminem got nothing but time. <laughs> right. Talking about somebody being petty. <laughs> I've never seen a diss track where they they took your dish they took your original diss track against them and then they they responded to every single line you said. Not one thing that MGK said in his diss track did not get addressed in Eminem's response. And I was like, that is some ridiculous shit. And then and and it was just Eminem just riding the beat and then going and he had some. Tough ass line. It said, the day you put out a hit is the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out that got pop killed. Mm. I said, God damn, this motherfucker just goes in. Say that line again. Says, said, you know, Kells, the day you put out a hit is the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out that got pop killed. Damn, we gotta break that down. <laughs> you think you think you think you think Diddy did that? No, we know he didn't do it, okay. but the fact that but, but, but he but he said it was such validity. Yeah, right. But the, <laughs> the fact that he said that he said that's that that is how sure I am that you will never get a hit because there's Diddy is never gonna come out and say he he took the hit out on Pac. 
That's a tough ass line. Right, yeah, he, and he got tons of but he responds to every goddamn thing. That's the one person, if I was a rapper, I would be like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rub that man the wrong way about nothing. And you know, and a lot of rappers say that shit. It's like the one person they don't wanna they don't wanna have a, a, a diss beef with is Eminem. That's like I'm I'm only, I'm waiting to see if Eminem will respond to Game because I think it was a either a year or two ago Eminem, um, Game said that he would go against Eminem in a versus battle and he would wash him. And I'm like I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, and apparently, Game put out like a nine-minute diss track for him. I got, I got through two minutes. I cut it off. It's seven minutes. I think it's almost. I think it's seven minutes. But <laughs> no, either man, way, <laughs> either way, if I want us to a TED talk, I listen to a TED talk. <laughs> but so yeah, for me, that is one of because it's it's far more recent, and and it's the first time I've seen an MC just pick apart every line that the person he battled in has said. Every last line. Yeah, I, I think the, the the two that come to my mind, and we talked about it earlier, was uh, Pusha T talking to Drake. Yeah, yeah. So like, because like he 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 threw a couple of lines at him and on his on an album called Daytona in 2018, and then Drake came out with a song and it was it was within it was cool like it was nothing like <gasps> right, you know? right right right. But then when he came out with uh, the story of Adonis on the the OJ beat from Jay Z. And he just went in on him. And it was like, God damn, we. He's like, you. He listened to it. It's like he really told some shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's because you know the first time I heard it was on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, this man dropping his own, his business up in the streets. <laughs> Why don't you take care of that kid, Aubrey? <laughs> that that's a I, that's beyond fucking petty. <laughs> That's digging your grave, like. <laughs> so that's some beyond petty shit, right? And and over, if you listen to Drake's music, I know you don't like that, no. or, or at all. There's 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 anticipation of will he will he respond to um, Pusher, and some there's some lines that you hmm maybe that may be him, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And even Pusher came out and said that there's one song that came out I think last year sometime, and he's like he's like it could be towards me. But it sounds old, and he's like, you know, if I'm someone as mine, great, I won. But I'm not, I'm not thinking about him no more at this point. So, right. and yeah, I guess at that point, after you reveal somebody got a secret child that like they're that, not taking care of, right? Like, it, not really much you can come back on that. Exactly what you because like Drake at one point said that you know he had made a record. I think he still has the record, but he said it was just so, it was so out of his character that he didn't want to put it out. So it is like I think for the support of it, you want to hear it in a sense, but also I can understand that. He already has this cloud over him of being, you know, of not being this so tough guy. So why even emulate that? You know? Right, right. I mean, because you know everybody knows Drake's origin, right? So Degrassi, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, From you know, pretty affluent suburb in Canada. Yeah. So, and I say he, you know, you can't have rough times in Canada. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, but not when you're from a pretty well-off suburb in Canada. Right. Exactly. So. But yeah, that's one that comes to my mind. And then the one I think of that right now in the moment is uh, T.I. going a little flip. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was dumb. <laughs> very dumb. Matter of fact, T.I., any of T.I.'s beefs are, are very silly. Because that was a back and forth that had the streets buzzing. Was it buzzing? I guess it was for that time frame, yeah. It was buzzing. Because then apparently cause like it got to the point where he went to Little Flip's hood. And jumped out of a Hummer and was trying to fight either him or somebody's entourage, things like that. It got it got real hectic out there in the streets. Oh, okay. So and then, but 
And also too, Ti made did he he made this song called "What's Happening." That was aimed at Shorty Low. Mm. But he went to Shorty Low hood and recorded the whole video, <laughs> <laughs> talking shit about him in the video. <laughs> and he but he didn't he didn't use like no uh, silly uh, person like kind of gimmicking you know him and nothing like mimic him or anything like that. He was in his hood talking shit, talking shit about him, you know, showing it what it is, what it ain't. So yeah, that was that was that was a, that was a weird time too. To go on somebody's hood. I mean, the fact like Little Flip was never really anybody. <laughs> I, I see, but I don't, cause I, he was hot at one point, but then something I mean, something that, derailed his career. I don't that, think I don't think I don't think it was I don't think it was that so, that soul beef with Ti. Oh no, no. I mean, but something his, something his, else happened. His career, his career was never super huge, but then he got sued. I believe it. Oh, but was it Namco? Yeah, Namco bad because he used a bunch of their samples from their games. Yeah, and his a uh, flip, flip game over. Yeah, the little do 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 do. Yeah, he used a bunch of samples from their video games illegally, <laughs> and that cost him a shit ton of money. Right. So, kids, you listening? Stop sampling stuff while getting clearance. Yeah, copyright's a bitch. <laughs> so, you got no one on top of your head you can think of like a beef. No, I mean, those, the ones that we mentioned were one of the biggest ones for me. Well, I mean, unless you're going to go, it wasn't a huge beef, but they did have a couple of good songs from LL Cool J versus Cannabis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So LL did put out a couple of good songs shitting on Cannabis. <laughs> and Cannabis, his career never really recovered from his beef with LL and then his beef with Eminem. Can I piss? <laughs> Can I piss? <laughs> but yeah, so and that was another one. Only because like he had, because they were on the song together and Ello addressed some stuff on the same song that they yeah. were on together. Yeah, Ello uh, recently said, you know, he he was bugging when he, when he came when he got this on um, cannabis. Oh really? Because he, he said when they were doing the song, was it four four three two one? Yeah, and they were talk like. Canvas was telling him about his verse and everything and talking about the mic on the, on the, the tattoo mic on Ello's arm. And Ello kind of took it like, well, what you, why are you talking about that? Like, what, what makes you want to bring that up in a sense? So he just took it the wrong way. But yeah, like, yeah, Canvas yeah. actually was, I was like paying homage to him. And he's like, he's like, let me snatch that mic off your arm. You know, he's paying homage to him, but Ello took it the wrong way. Right, right, yeah. Went yeah. back, rewrote, <laughs> went back, rewrote his, rewrote, rewrote his verse and said, you want to snatch that? You want to idolize? <laughs> and it's like, it got real ugly in that video. Yeah. <laughs> So he had a couple, of, a couple of some some bars off of that. Was again, and he just was just misinterpreting things. Is that old man syndrome? <laughs> right. Get off my lawn! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming um, to my house. <laughs> Who? So let me ask you this: Is there is there anybody you want to see go up against each other right now, or is and is there anybody that you absolutely fear? What fear as an MC? Two part of question. Fear is an MC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have any reason to fear anybody. It's an MC. <laughs> I I don't particularly care. But if, if, are there any people that I want to see go up against each other? I mean, for for me, it would all. I would want to see people who go up against each other who are very lyrical. Mm-hmm. So if if I had to, and I'm I'm gonna just go way off the cuff here just just because I would want to see Common versus Most Deaf. Mm. <laughs> Cuz that would be a very interesting thing cuz 
Common got bars for days, and when he he went at a couple of rappers who Ice Cube, yeah, who yeah. Stra- straight up doubted him because of the type of music that you know soulful, thoughtful music he was making. So yeah, I want to see him go up against somebody who definitely had has come has that same type of vibe and and grittiness. So yeah, like a common versus most depth. Granted, I like them both, and they don't really need to beef. They got nothing to beef about. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, nice to see. Gaslin baby chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslin baby chilling. Right, and common doing movies and TV shows right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, as as as, as a nice exchange, that'd be interesting. I like yeah, that yeah. one. I would, I would definitely love to see that. That's a good one. Uh, hmm. Let's see. I think that the conversation has been between J. Cole and Kendrick. It felt like one and two, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, J. Cole and somebody. Maybe them maybe them trading a few bars here and there. Mm. I'm 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 gonna go on a limb like you like you just did. I'ma say uh I'm gonna say Wale and Big Sean. Okay, I mean, I'm not a huge Big Sean fan. I'm not a huge Wale fan, but I'm more of a Wale fan than I'm a big Sean. <laughs> man, we got, fan. Man, we got these disclaimers here. <laughs> But yeah, I, like, as far as like, like lyrical ability and everything right. and like flows, I think that'd be something just like, I don't want y'all to beef, but like, as far as a back and forth go, I, w- I would be scared of just like seeing where like that would go. Like, I don't think they would like dig up nothing like on a push a T level. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, just like the wittiness of it, I think that'd be, and the wittiness of it, I think that'd be something to see. Because like, I, I don't, listen to the Wally's music over, over so many years, I have, I don't think he's directed anything to anybody. Not really. You know, and, but, oh, J. Cole did have a verse to Wale, because, like, they have a very good friendship outside mm-hmm. of rap. And he directed a verse. I'll let you hear it after this. He directed a verse to him, but it wasn't a diss, though. It was more like a friend telling a friend, like, don't worry about the, the small shit. Right, right, right. You know, but it's coming from a place of love and everything. But a lot of people took it as, oh, he just, he dissed them. In a sense, in a sense, I think he did. I think he did call him out to a certain extent, but it wasn't malicious. Right, right. And then Wale um, did respond to it, but not in a man fuck you that type of style of it. He just you know threw some bosses way, and that was that. And they and they still maintain a friendship. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Wale, Bishon, yeah, I, I was, I was, I would see them. I want to see them maybe spar. So. I guess we, we went with the topics for this episode, right? Yep. Everything's covered. So, all right. Well, y'all go enjoy your cookout on the 4th of July. And remember, Juneteenth is way more important. Is it? should be. Uh, it would definitely kind of depend on your race there. Oh, okay. Because I don't think many white folks, Juneteenth would be that important to them. Because mm-hmm. most of them are already free. It- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the show. <laughs> Take down the infrastructure. <laughs> Fuck the man. <laughs> and why would you take down the infrastructure? I don't know. You, I was, you need that to get around. Oh, I don't know. I know what to say. Fight <laughs> <laughs> power. You should have said down with the man. <laughs> down with the man. Yeah. Uh, too late now. Oh, okay. You get it out. All right. That's the show. And as always, you can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. And check out our Fat Adventures and I Hate the Internet. And get off our lawn. Peace. Peace out.